What is up, Boston fatties? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. We're coming at you live from the TV garden. I don't know why I just said that, but I was just kind of feeling it. It's Saturday night. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. What is terrified? going on? I don't know. I don't know. Oh I'm, my god! I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. Silly, goofy mood. Feeling good, mm. guys. Madonna isn't. We are currently in the same building as, as Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, like so we're kind of a big deal. We're kind of creating history. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I so she has a concert two nights in a row this week, and it's funny because in my phone I literally have the Celtics and Bruins home game schedule in my phone because we try to avoid recording on nights when there's a game because we can't get here and we can't get parking correct and so we literally are recording on a tuesday tonight instead of a, a wednesday because one of those teams are playing tomorrow and then peter is like <laughs> one of those teams by the way like madonna has a concert i was like what? We didn't account for concerts. No. Uh, it was rude of us not to invite Madonna down for just like a drink. I know. You know? Drinks have to work with, with the drinks have to work girls. Yes. That was a missed opportunity on yeah. our end. But I'm sure she's kind of like a little annoyed that we didn't. Probably. Welcome back, baddies. Welcome it back. is a beautiful, rainy, snowy, icy day in Boston. These are the days I'm very territorial of our city, right? I feel like you are too. Like I'm like... I love Boston. I defend Boston. When people are like, oh, the weather, the weather in Boston sucks, like I am fully ready to debate and fight them. This is one of those days where I'm like, eh, I kind of see it. <laughs> like, I oh, was just on their walking side. there and it was like pelting rain and ice at the same time. I'm shivering. I go into a convenience store. I buy an umbrella for $8. I go out. I'm trying to walk to the studio. It's like the, the wind is so bad that your umbrella goes like, backwards and then like you're like Mary Poppins like getting flown away in the wind it's so cold and I was like you know what I, I don't think other people you know in other places deal with this well it's the problem is that it is winter and this rain should be snow but tomorrow it's going to be 50 degrees and that's a problem it, is it should be cold and snowy and cute and fun but it's not it's wet yeah and it's dark and it's scary. I'm thankful that I don't get the, um, I mean, obviously I do get like down sometimes, lack of vitamin D, but I don't get CZ seasonal. depreasy. Yeah. Like I don't get seasonal depression. <laughs> I don't know. CZ depreasy. Seasonal depression. Is that a thing? I just Okay. It. I don't get that. Um, but I will say that this time of the year is usually when I, cause the holidays are over, the whimsical cuteness is over. I'm very much craving like to go somewhere warm. Yeah. Right about now. A, a getaway. A getaway. We are planning a girls trip. Oh. Oh, are we ever. <laughs> Feels so good. Will creepy. it make it out of the group chat? Time I will don't tell. Know. There are. <laughs> so me and Gail plan an average of 35 trips every <laughs> single week where we're like, we're going to go here. We're going to go to Abu Dhabi. We're going end of September. Mark your calendars, ladies. And then we like don't do most Wait, of them. Do you want to know what's really sad? What? Is that. How long have we been friends? Since like 2018, 2019? Yeah. yeah. However many years that is. Mm. We have not once been on a girls trip together. It has always been a group trip. A really? co-ed trip. Interesting. How sad is that? That is sad. And our, I was going to say our boyfriends, but my boyfriend and your fiance okay. go on boys trip all the times. That's really All true. the time. Wait, that's a really good. It's, it's stupid. Wow. Well, no, we've done like a lot of like weekend things that are local, but like no, yeah, girls like, we've done, only. Yeah, like, we've done like Fourth of July, you meet Caitlin. Like we've done a lot of things like that. Like the definitely co-ed. 
I'm just saying we've done a lot of things, the two of us, over like a weekend or a night or whatever, but we've never like gone on a plane. Like on a plane. Okay, fair, fair. I'll give you that. Just girls. You're right. Okay, so we have to do it. I know. But I think what it is is we, no, you're good at planning. But I do think that like sometimes the boys will kind of like, they'll steal our trips. Like they'll take the initiative a little bit. I, I love them. I'm happy when they're there. But I do think that this is an opportunity for us. To rise from the ashes. Okay. To show, like, okay, so basically, at the end of March, the boys, the men. They're going on a 10-day trip. They're going on a 10-day trip, which skiing. is great. They go skiing every year. That's awesome. And we typically, you know, are expected to stay at home and tend to and the, cry. Tend to the children. I'm kidding. Tend to your no, cats. No, we just, we just end up like, I don't know, being like, oh, great, go on your trip. But this year, we, we thought ahead and we were like, wait, why don't we go on a girl's trip the same time that they're going skiing? What if we competed to see who could have a better trip? I think we could do it. I think we could win. Don't you? <laughs> um, we're going to go to Miami. Yeah. And I would rather warm than ski. I, I literally forget that I hate winter. Okay. Yeah. You have said that before. Like I, like I went skiing this past, weekend, this past weekend and I was like, ew. Yeah, but you got to wear a cute jacket and that's all that matters. No. You know I want to go to Miami. We need to. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. Let's just book it. Let's. Oh. We just have to book it. Oh. As soon as you book it, you're good. But it's like we talk about it. We talk about it. We think about it. We're like, it'd be really great if we did this on our trip. And then it's like we don't actually have a trip yet. We have to book the trip i was saying this about wedding planning um not <gasps> oh that it's the new year not that i've started it yet but someone at oh. work was like have you started wedding planning and i was like no okay like i have and he was like well i was just asking <laughs> i'm like i'm like sorry like i didn't mean to, to snap at you <laughs> sorry um but i said to him i was like you know what it is i know myself once like an object in motion stays in motion right an object in motion stays in motion until you take it out of motion? Well, and, until like an ex- external force affects oh, Anyways, okay. I'm talking physics. I don't really know how I got yeah, there. Yeah, wrong audience. Once something <laughs> like gets set in, like, in action, I will continue it. So for the wedding, once I have a venue, like once I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and we're going to find a venue. Then I know and I'm like, oh, now we have a venue. We have a date. I can build around that. It's the creating, it's like taking that initiative that's hard. It's the first jump. Therefore, for our trip, I think once someone like, has to we're jump. booking this hotel and the flights, then it's like, I know us. We're going to be like, oh, dinner, Resi, and like, we're going to do it all. It's going to be fun. Okay. Anyways, how are you? My lovely, lovely girl. I mean, I could be better. I oh. got summoned to do jury duty <gasps> again. Wait, do you actually have to go in or Correct. Did, did they just give the, oh, you might be selected thing? Or is that not? No, thing? I had a date. And a time and a location. Oh, no. And I had 10 days to respond. I waited a few <gasps> days. So I literally went to jury duty like mm, three or four years ago, whatever the minimum or like they can't ask you again like in a certain amount of time span. They waited until like the next day and then <laughs> sent me a thing. <laughs> Wait. Because the first time I went, I made a whole big stink about it. What did you do? It was my first job out of college. You know, I was supporting a CEO and I was using that as an excuse to get out. I was like please, sir, like, I can't serve on this jury. My CEO needs me. Oh, yeah. And they were like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. And I was such a brat. I think they just let me go because they didn't want to deal with me. And I was like, oh, this is going to come back to bite me. And here it is, biting me in the ass. I'm going in April. It happened to work out perfectly. It's literally a week that my, my boss is on PTO. So I was like, you know what? 
April. What the hell am I doing in April? Nothing. Okay. I'm doing nothing in April. I'm going to jury duty in, in April. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Have you been? Never. Knock on freaking wood. It is interesting. I think it's interesting, though, because there are people I know who have been called multiple times and other people who are in their, like, 40s are like, I never was called. I want to know. Hmm. Like, who did you piss off? <laughs> that's, I, I, that's what I, I want to piss someone off. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I am, I'm okay with this consequence because I definitely, I was, I was a brat. It's you know what fine. it is? I think that when you're in school, maybe the idea of jury duty, you're like, oh, you get like a week off work, like whatever. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's like, it's like the idea of something that sounds like, oh, I'm taking a few days of work also, off. But it is work and it's, it's not, it's boring. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. You're, you're serving your civic duty. No, 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 no. No, you can literally, first of all, my coworker's friend, my coworker's friend's dog's mom, whatever, twice removed. My coworker's friend is literally serving Monday through Thursday for three months. <gasps> no, no, okay. Imagine you get stuck on a jury for no, three months. It is stories like that that freak me out exactly. to my core. Like, I can donate a week of my time. Fine. I say but that now in April. Know. I'm you, don't, you might but be you don't on know. like a world class case where you take three mm-hmm. months off of work. Mm-hmm. I might not even take that much time yeah. off for maternity leave someday. That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. And like, you don't get to pick your case. Like, what no. if it's like something really horrific and I'm going to, like, is is the state of Massachusetts going to pay for my therapy? No, they're That's not. That's true. Because they only take you off if it like, if maybe somehow you could be like affected or whatever. But what if you're just like, I get nightmares. Is that enough? <laughs> no, they literally don't care. <laughs> no, they, they want uh, whatever. Anyways, I, okay. So I went to Maine this past weekend to shred some gnar on the slopes. <laughs> On the slopes. Just shred some pow. It was the first to get that of the corduroy. season. Yeah. I woke up sore the next day. Yeah. Um, not great. But it's fine. It was a lovely time. It was really nice to get away. I will say, though, um, and maybe you can... Actually, you probably can't relate to this. I bet your shower pressure is lovely. We went from Montreal, a five-star hotel. Yeah. Really great shower pressure. Yeah. And then I went to Sunday River... And stayed in a house that has really nice shower pressure. Do you know yeah. how sad I was coming home back to Boston with my 1.8 gallons per minute <laughs> shower head? Sorry, I forgot about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have never forgotten. Oh, yeah. Honestly, my Ugh. shower pressure at my apartment is, good. is the best shower pressure I've ever. Sh- I don't. Shut I don't, up. I'm, I, I don't I, hear I, honestly, I didn't want to say that and be like a bitch. But yeah, it is. It's honestly Mm-mm. one of the main reasons why we decided to stay for another year. <laughs> Really? It makes a difference. I don't know why no, it matters. No, it does. But when you have like really, really, really weak shower pressure and like you feel like you've been in the shower for 15 minutes. I feel minutes dirty now. And half of your hair still isn't wet. Like <gasps> have, have you ever been in a shower where it's in like such bad pressure that you're like standing under the shower and you're like my hair is still dry because it's not like it's not permeate. I have so much hair. It's not getting through. Yeah, you do have a lot I'm of hair. I'm being dramatic, obviously. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I now know the next apartment I move into – I'm checking the which sh- brand appliances they have. <laughs> I'm checking the shower. I'm turning the shower on. I'm going to take oh, a shower. My. I'm going to, baddies, I swear, <laughs> ask them, ask them, to show me your, wa- no, show me your water tank. No. If you have a water tank that's 30 gallons, it's too small. Oh, it's what? too small. Okay, this is terrifying. I'm just picturing you, because 
you walking into your, like, even to um, get your most recent apartment, I'm sure you're already terrifying. Um, I'm picturing you now knowing what you know. Oh. 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 The the apartment. I'm picturing you walking in with a robe in your Mm -hmm. hand and being like, I will be taking a shower here. I brought my own robe. Like, that's part of the deal. Looking at the tank. I think that's fair. Seeing the the fridge has a buzz. Like, you sit on the couch. Oh, the fridge. Don't remind me. You sit on the couch. Like, give me two hours to see if there's a buzz that's, like, lingering that I wouldn't (laughs) notice right away, but it's there. I could see Dude, all they that. definitely turned fridges off during tours. I'm going to start opening up fridges. <laughs> <laughs> Plugging <laughs> definitely. things in. Dude, I will unplug a hotel mini oh, fridge. Oh, like you bring your own hair dryer and a straightener. And, and check the outlets. Can yep, they handle all the voltage? And turn them all on and see if the lights go off. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. You bring props. Like- <laughs> I bring props. No, dude, I'm so serious. Like I, I See if there's a draft. <laughs> my apartment's pissing me off. Oh, <laughs> I need to move. For my mental health, I need to move. You do need to move. I need to Where move. Where are you going to move to? I don't want I want to stay in East Okay. I just want a, maybe even the same building. As long as you're within like a five-minute drive of me, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I just don't need you. I don't want you like further. Th- no, I want to no, no, keep no. you on like I'm a staying tight. in the city. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. I just have one more review or not review. I have just one more tidbit and then I'll let you talk. Oh. I watched… Saltburn. Oh, everyone's talking about that. I think yeah. I'm missing out on something. You need to watch it. Why? Because because it's a cool thing to do. Oh, okay. Everyone's talking about it. And, and do I will you like say, Jacob Elordi? I do like him. And there was a moment at work today where I did feel like the weird kid who like didn't know. Understand, yeah. Everyone was like, oh my gosh. And they were like singing the song. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's the best part of the movie. And I was like, what movie are we talking about? They're like, Saltburn. I'm like, what's that? They're like, Oh. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch it. I felt it. like kind of a weirdo. But here's the thing. Honestly, you know me. I'm very sensitive. Yeah. With scary, weird. It's not scary. No, okay. But I, I watched a movie the other day. I watched Don't Worry, Darling. Oh. I watched That's not it. scary. It's weird, though. Um, it's, It wasn't scary. The idea like, of it is weird. You feel like it's going to be scary. But, like, I honestly forgot that it was supposed to be kind of like a thriller-type movie. Don't Worry, Darling? I saw. I forgot. I just like saw it and it was like, oh, cute 1950s vibes. Like, thought it was gonna be a rom com. Me and Michael yeah. put it on. Michael falls asleep. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm hooked, meanwhile, terrified. And the little ballerina things were freaking me out. And I was like, what's going on? And I kept oh, feeling God, like, you some- are sensitive. No, it just, it was the you know ballerinas? When, like, no, no, no. When you can, when people have these like weird moments of like breaks in like consciousness, it freaks oh. me out. So I'm like, is something scary gonna be around the corner? Okay. Like, was, like when you see like the weird window scenes where all of a sudden things look warped, it was freaking me out. And uh, spoiler alert, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it came out forever ago, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like obviously it ends up being a whatchamacallit, a simulation, which I feel like every movie these days is. I will say the movie was good. Like they did a good job with it, whatever. I know it was controversial, but. And I do think that Harry Styles actually did pretty good. I don't know. I thought so too. Um, but it just like gave me the heebie-jeebies because what I do when I watch movies, like I put myself in their shoes and I really Oh, you like, get into character. I get into... Like, yeah, I that's can see why how I, that's like, a problem. Honestly, like I think I was meant to be uh, a great actress, right? Like from a... Oh. <laughs> but I think I would, I'd be lost in character. I would be the person that wouldn't be able to break character. I don't I don't think. You would be what's his name? The I, Elvis guy. Yeah. Um Austin Butler. Yeah, Austin Butler. I would be Austin Butler. But even watching a movie, I feel like I'm like putting myself so much in the character's shoes, which is why like when I watch something, like I start to believe that's my life. When I watch Gossip Girl too much, all of a sudden I start acting like Blair. And people are like, why are you acting so bitchy? I'm like, cause like I was born into this life. Like I get weird. When I watch Scandal, all of a sudden I walk in and I'm like, I can solve that problem. It's like I've there's no problem. 
Anyways, I'm watching mm. this movie and all of a sudden it's like freaking me out because like the thought of her laying there for like, it could have been months not moving, not using her muscles. I'm like, did her muscles like deteriorate? Like she's like, she's like in a simulation. Did she's like lost years of her life maybe? And he's just like keeping her alive like a, in a fe- with a feeding tube. I just got like so freaked out and I couldn't sleep that night. Anyways, what what's that this movie That sounds about? exhausting. What is this movie about? <laughs> I don't think you should watch Saltburn. I'm okay. concerned. What's I don't I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Like, oh. either you watch it or you Wait, don't. can you just, like, for, for the bat, maybe not for me, but for the baddies. Oh, my gosh. No spoilers, but just, like, what is, like, the premise? It's about this uber-rich guy. Okay. Jacob Lordy and his family at their house mansion called Saltburn. And this poor kid, whatever, I don't know his name. It's not important. Um, you don't know his name because he's poor? No. <laughs> Sorry. What the hell? No, he's actually not poor. Um, you'll, if you, if you know, you know. Okay. Um, but like poor me vibe. Like, oh, oh, oh like what me. was me? Okay. Yeah. Um, this guy who's obsessed with Jacob Ablord, <laughs> Jacob Elordi, um, Whatever. He, like, basically, like, becomes friends with him at school. And then, like, I think summer vacation, Jacob Jacob Alordi invites him back to Saltburn. And, like, throughout the summer, like, weird stuff happens. But it's not scary. No. Is it, like, psychologically kind of creepy? Is it, like, Shutter Island where you're, like— No. No, no, no. There are three scenes. I I will warn you. There's, like, the courtyard scene on the bench. There is a— like funeral graveyard scene. Okay. And then there's the bathtub scene. And I heard about I did hear about the bathtub scene. Yeah, the bathtub scene was just gross. I will say the other two, like whatever, but the bathtub scene, I was just maybe because I'm like a germaphobe. Just more like gross. Yeah, like icky. Like, like not, icky. Okay. But like honestly, like combined total those three scenes, like five minutes out of the whole movie, you're gonna be like, what am I watching? Okay. But I think those five minutes of those weird scenes are worth pushing through. Okay. But overall, is it like a, is it a happy movie? No. Okay. Well, I know you like like. But it's not sad. Like I didn't cry, and okay. I cried everything. Gotcha. All right. It's so good. It's good. Mr. Man even liked it. He did. All right. Well, when Michael's back, I might watch it. He, Michael called Mr. Man yesterday and was like, "Hey, did you watch Saltburn?" Oh. Because I posted on my story, and he oh. was like, "Yeah, I did." And he was like, "Did you like it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." And he was like, "I think I might download it so I can watch it on the plane tomorrow." Uh, okay. And so, so, too far gone. so he no, but he might come back from his trip and have already watched it, and you'll be left out. He's gone for like a a week and a half. A week and a half. Well, no, I think it might just be a week. That's horrible. <laughs> Are you okay? You're like it's horrible for you. Yeah, I, I'm okay. He left. He left early. Hmm. Michael, his company does this like work retreat one to two times a year. It's like their company offsite, but it's kind of sick because they have people that work all over the country. So they are having it at this ranch in Arizona, which is sick. sick. And then he is driving to Colorado with the CEO and skiing there for a few days, which is also really sick. sick. So okay, he's gone for good reason. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, good for you. I get it. It's like it is what it is. It is what it is. What. What are you? I haven't seen you. I didn't I see know. you this past weekend. We were both out of state, out, out of town, of state, but never well, but out of heart. Mind. Out of heart. I don't know. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of, out of no. state. Distance makes the heart go fonder. Sure. I don't know. Um, 
yeah, I went to upstate New York with my sister. We went to this um, event called Revive that I, we do every year with my church. It was amazing. There was like a bunch. There's like a bunch of people that go. They're like in their twenties, like thirties, forties. It's like a, I would almost say like a conference kind a of conference. Not a conference, like kind of a conference. But it's like we've known these people for so many years, and we go every year. Basically, what it is is. Um, it is a reset, like a spiritual reset, but also just a reset in general to the year. They do it every January, like the first week of January. That sounds lovely. Honestly, it is lovely because, so I feel like us traveling on New Year's was amazing. But then I got back and I realized I was like, oh, it's New Year's Day and I work tomorrow. So you work that whole week and you kind of go into the New Year a little exhausted from, I feel like our trip. I was just like a little tired all last week. Now, I, after this past weekend, was also tired because of the blizzard that we had on Saturday night and just, like, driving so much. And, like, we went to upstate New York for it. So it was, like, five hours to get home. So I definitely wasn't, like, well-rested. But it was, like, a full weekend of, like, you know, no alcohol. Just, like, no, um, like, I wasn't really, like, on my phone a lot. I wasn't watching TV. Just, like, spending time with people, um, like, having, like, downtime. It was just, like, really, really good reset on the year. Like, I was finally able to sit down and like make my goals for 2024 and I feel like really the purpose of the weekend is to get you like on the right track and like get your mindset into the right spot to start the year so even though I got back tired I feel like I've felt better today than I have in such a long time like I feel like energized excited for the year and I'm like I think my big thing right now is like I'm done talking about doing things I'm just gonna do them I'm gonna start work like waking up earlier like I got up just 15 minutes earlier today, which doesn't sound like much, but my goal is like, if I get up 15 minutes earlier every day, eventually I'll get back to waking up when I used to wake up, which was like at like five to five 30. And I feel like the past six months I've been waking up at like six 45, which is just way too late for, to get to work on time. So, Hey, starting small. I love it. Yes. So that is the vibe, but, um, yeah, feeling good. And also I've been like trying to force myself to get to sleep earlier. I feel that. Yeah. I was, it's, like, forcing myself to drink this, like, have you ever had Beam? No. I've been wanting to try it, but it's so expensive, and I, like, didn't want to buy it. I wish they had, like, a sample pack. Yeah. So I don't have to buy a whole bag, and if I don't like it, I don't have to. Uh, yeah. It's I'm going to come over and It's very and strong. I usually only do, like, half of a scoop of it, but it tastes like hot cocoa. So I put it, I put it in, like, warm almond milk, mm. and I've been doing that the past two nights at, like, literally 8 p.m., so that by 9, I'm conked out and it's like helping me wake up earlier because I'm going to sleep earlier is it like there's like melatonin? a bunch of, yeah I think there's like L-theanine and melatonin like all the stuff in it it gives me crazy dreams it's not Ooh. like a long-term solution but I'm just trying to get on the track of going to sleep earlier yeah. and then I'm gonna like wean myself off of it that's the new the the approach do what you gotta do do what you gotta do do what you gotta do you know no free brand deals though. true 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 yeah unless Beam wants to unless Beam would like to sponsor the show um all right Should let's we... dive <sighs> I'm doing dry January, so this feels wrong. Drunk deeds. Like I know. We're both deeds. doing dry Janu- January. Okay, well, okay. I am not doing dry. I'm doing dry. Okay, so we're going on a ski trip at the end of this month. Oh. So you're doing a dry three weeks of January. <laughs> like 25 or 26 days, which is more than three weeks and like two days shy of like Sometimes a calendar month can be 28. Okay. But this you know month what? is give 31. Give yourself a break. It's, it's a month. It's, you know what I mean? When people are like, yeah. well, if I drink on New Year's Day, I'm like, give yourself a... It's okay. It's dry January. Whatever. Yeah. You're not drinking for a majority of January. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so Sober Deets. I feel like Gypsy Rose is literally all anyone can talk about. And I don't want to talk about 
you know, Gypsy Rose per se. I feel like if you don't know who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is, like you live under a rock. Yeah. I'm not here to tell you like who she is or anything. I want to talk about the fact that she has become an overnight like celebrity influencer. And it's like, is this, is this weird? Does anyone feel weird? I think that people, she's literally on red carpets, like doing like, and I'm like, yeah, what is going on? So, um, I do think that people love a story of, or, or they can get behind someone that they really feel like was wronged. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the Britney Spears situation, um, for an example, it's like, all right, obviously this girl was in this horrible situation and I I can't even honestly imagine. And I think a lot of people felt like, you know, what she did was honestly, like they were like, if I was her, I would have done the same thing. And what she did was right. And she, it was self-defense and she needed to, and you know, she's a hero. She, she needed to stand up for herself. And the fact that she was sent to prison afterwards, people did not feel like that was right. So I do think that there was a lot of rallying behind her getting out of prison, being like, you know what? Like she, you know, she never deserved to go there in there in the first place. Like what she did was self-defense. We're so thankful she's out. Like let's all rally behind her. I do get that. I think for her to be transformed into like a celebrity and a kind of like idolized a little bit, I do think is a direction that I see people going in a lot. Um, I, I don't know if I think it's, I don't know if I think it's weird because I feel like I've seen it happen so many times. Now, with second degree murderers? Or maybe, just, no, or just, not with second degree murderers, but I guess, like, I guess the argument that maybe I would take is that people don't consider her a second degree murderer. Like, if someone was it. being abused by their partner and they um, retaliated out of self defense to physically protect themselves and the person died, like, most people wouldn't consider that to be a second degree murderer. They would consider that to be someone that. Yeah defended themselves. So I think that is what people view her as. Whether or not that is right or wrong, I don't personally know. Um, But I think that's the direction of the situation. I think in addition to that, though, I do think we have to be somewhat careful with, um, I think as a society, we're so quick to either um, villainize people or just completely put Put people on on a pedestal. And it's really scary how quickly it can go one direction or the other of the pendulum. Like, especially with, you know, with Britney Spears, it's like, everyone's like free Britney, free Britney, free Britney. And then all of a sudden Britney does like a few weird things and people are like, Britney's weird. Like, okay, how about we accept the fact that this is a human being and they've been through a lot of stuff and there's going to be, you know, some repercussions and they're, they're not going to react perfectly because they're not perfect. They're human and they've been through a lot and they're not going to always act the way you want them to. And maybe just accept that instead of putting them on a pedestal. So I do think our society does have a problem with like being like, oh, this is it. This is her. Like she can do no wrong. She's perfect. Eventually she's going to do something people don't like. And then they're going to be like, oh, like she's crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do feel like I see that a lot. What are your thoughts? I don't know what I think. Honestly, it is, it's a tricky situation. I think to your point, because some people don't view her as a murderer. Other people think she's, a murderer? I don't know. I don't... I think... I mean, she, I've listened to a lot of interviews that she's done recently. And, you know, she said her time... She, you know, she served eight years out of ten in prison. Yeah. And she said that prison actually, like, helped helped her, like, acclimate to society. Like, she felt, like, pretty prepared when she was 
leaving prison wow. to go yeah, back into. Yeah, her whole life she really wasn't acclimated to. No, I mean she never lived a normal life and right. like like okay. she she lived in prison outside of prison. Right. So it's like, like her life was prison. Yeah, exactly. Her life was prison, and then she went to prison for eight years. But during that time, like she felt like she had the tools and skills needed to exit prison and be successful in today's society. I think, you know, do I think that she's doing a lot the second she gets out, like going to events and doing all these interviews and going on like this whole like media tour? Do I think that? Yeah. But like, who the hell am I to say like, what she's doing is right or wrong. Like she, she honestly deserves to do whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. This is her life. She has control and freedom of in her life for the first time ever. Yeah. Who am I to judge? I, I think it's, I'm not even judging her. I'm just judging uh, like people. Yeah. Society. It is interesting. I, I do think you bring up a good point of, she really didn't have control over her life for no. the majority of her life and then was in prison where you also don't have full control over your life. So now it's like for the first time, you're able to actually live your life as an adult and make decisions for yourself and not have any level of, you know, things kind of keeping you down or being in prison or whatever that might look like. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do the red carpets and all the interviews and, like, try to live my life to the fullest and try to, you know, make some money and create, like, launch a successful career. All these things that I was kind of robbed of my entire life. I could I could see that, you know, for her, um, for sure. But it is interesting. I'm like, curious to know where she goes. And I'm just hoping that people can, I guess, like, be, like, kind and also that she's able to go out there and, like, you know, create something from this that she feels good about. Um, yeah. Like long term as well. I think it's wild you can get married when you're in prison though. Yeah. That is so dystopian to me. Like she, I remember she said in an interview that she got like tons and tons of letters from like two to three hundred men that literally oh, wow. wanted to date her. And one of those being her current husband. Wow. And I'm like, what? Like, are That's we? Crazy. I feel like is anyone talking about him? Yeah. Like, crazy. I don't know. It's wild crazy. to me. Like, you want to start a relationship with someone behind bar. It's wild. It's one thing if, like, you're dating before someone goes to prison. Right. But to start a relationship with someone in prison. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't like, know. getting I'm, to know each other during visitation. I'm going to keep an eye on him. It's I'm just, happy honestly, for her, it's, but. You know what it is? It's almost hard for me to even, like, comment on because I have no concept of that. It's just so, it's such a. Un, like. It's so different than anything I've ever experienced. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe I would want to date, marry someone when I was in, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like so hard to conceptualize, but I guess I, I am happy she's out, obviously. Um, okay. The next, this next drunk D. So when I saw this on TikTok, I actually thought it was a joke at first. I thought it was one of those things where they like play a like trick AI. on you and they like use AI or they like use like a scary, like, you know, plane noise. But the Alaskan Airlines flight where the door that flew off the plane during flight, and this actually happened. I'm just wondering, like, what, what is going on? How can that happen? And if you look at the videos, it is – like, it's not like, oh, like a little part of the door. No, no, no. Like, the, the, the full door is off the plane. Like, there is wind just, like, being sucked into the plane. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. 
Okay, what doesn't sit right with me is the chances that literally no one was sitting in the seat where it happened. Like, you're trying to tell me that this wasn't some, like, ploy. I don't know what they'd be. Yeah, like, what they're gaining from it. But, like, the amount of times I've been asked to be a volunteer because they overbooked the flight. You're telling me they just randomly had one free seat and that the window seat seat as is. They had a free window seat and that it just so happened to be that that window seat was the place where that door just completely flies off. Yeah. And the fact that they recovered. So I guess like what happened, (laughs) don't quote me, but like the door plug fell off. Like, so basically the plug is used to like literally seal exits onto a plane and it's like attached with like bolts and cables and pads, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. Um, But they literally recovered the plug that like is the reason why the door came off. And it's like, this is just that one plug holding it together. Like, that doesn't make me feel. I don't know if there's multiple, but like, this is a 63 pound plug. Like, how did they find it? Like, a a million metal detectors? Like, I'm sure they have some advanced technology where they can like locate that. But like, to me, the math ain't mathin'. This whole thing is weird. I've never flown Alaskan Airlines. Also, like, first of all, the flight was. It was going, it just left Portland International Airport. It was going to California. Since when does Alaska fly not to Alaska? I'm so confused. I think sometimes it doesn't only fly to Alaska, right? I don't know. It's called Alaskan Airlines. I know. I'm pretty sure they fly to other places. Like, Why are they, they going to, to California? Places in the Pacific oh, Northwest. Maybe. No, I'm not. I'm going to stop talking before I really show how ge- geographically stupid I am. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna stop there. Let's move on. Any hoozles? Oh, any hoozles? Any hoozles? Um, okay. We have like some spooky, weird vibes today for drunk deets. Like literally, yeah. um, Jeffrey Epstein. Everyone knows like all those court documents yep, just the, came the out. The list, everything that's happening. The list. The list. The very very long list. Well, before that happened, like everyone knew. Apparently, me, I had no idea what was going on. That this list was coming out, and Aaron Rodgers, who for those of you that don't know, he's the quarterback for the New York Jets. Wow, I googled you. that. Okay, I don't know if he currently is, but he was. Um, he made a weird allegation on the Pat Mc- McAfee show. Don't know who Pat is. I didn't Google that one. Um, but it's like it, a talk show. <laughs> Some talk show on ESPN last week saying there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, who's really hoping that doesn't come out, like referring to the unsealed court documents. Right, that, and like blatantly just like throws him specifically under the bus. Yeah, like there was over 150 people mentioned in these legal proceedings like related to Jeffrey Epstein. And the fact that he like literally picked on Jimmy Kimmel was just so bizarre to me. Interesting. And And then furthermore, he goes on to say... Should that list come out, he would definitely be popping some sort of bottle. Like, why would you say that? That's wild. That's so mean. And so, obviously, Jimmy, like, fights back because if you're innocent, why wouldn't you? He basically just makes a comment saying, like, I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met him. I've never been on his plane or on his island. Like, if you keep it up, like, we will debate the facts in court. So, he's, like, literally like threatening to take Aaron Rodgers to court. And then Aaron Rodgers comes out with the statement saying like, I didn't mean it that way. Like, and I'm like, the proof is in the pudding. 
oh, this is just one of those things where celebrities are so twisted that I don't know what to believe. You know what I, I mean? Know. Part of me is like, Aaron Rodgers has been kind of a, you know, per- perhaps a loose cannon to some extent in the past. And like, maybe he's just like saying shit. Um, and maybe he just doesn't like Jimmy Kimmel. And he's just like, what is That's the what most, I need to know. What, what is the, the most like defaming thing you can say about someone is like, oh, they were just, they were at Jeff, like Jeffrey's Island. Like that's what it, but like, isn't that defamation? It is defamation. But like, I don't know. Is what was the motive? So maybe he just doesn't like him. Or maybe there's some level of truth to it and he doesn't like him. Like, you're right. Like, why would he pick out Jimmy Kimmel out of everyone? I don't know. I always go back to the fact that, like, is there some level of truth behind everything? You know? You know how I feel about that. I just am like— Rumors don't just pop out of thin air. And then all of a sudden, like, Jimmy Kimmel coming out with, like, you know, lawsuit, defamation, blah, blah. Like, part of me is like, "Mm." like, is he pretty sure his name wouldn't come out? And he's just, like, hedging his bets. And he's like, I might as well, like, go down, like— swinging like proclaiming that I wasn't there and like threatening to take him to court so no one believes that it's true like I almost feel like when you go so far in that direction of like hey um you won't find me on the flight records you won't find me on the island you won't find me anywhere I'll take you to court over it like I'm an open book sometimes when it's like a little like doth protest too much it's like are you trying so hard to be like no, check all you want. There's nothing to be seen. But meanwhile, like there is, and you just are pretty confident that like your name won't come out or you're like, hey, if my name comes out, my career's over anyway, so might as well just like try to take the aggressive route. Is he doing that? Maybe. I don't know. Because I could also see, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is also one of those guys that like for no reason at all, but I kind of am like, I feel like, I feel like I kind of like his vibe. I'm like, does he kind of call out the truth? Like Like I hate him. But I also feel okay, like I'm like, thank is, he, you. is he chill? Like, is he is he like the guy that like says things that like he's like a pain in the ass? Like he's the uncle that shows up and like maybe he drinks a little too much and he like kind of pisses people off at Thanksgiving. But like, does he kind of call some of the family members out on things that like they should be called out on? Like, is there some truth to it? Hey, I I'm all for that person. If if someone deserves to be called out, I'll be the first one to do it personally. But this is a huge accusation. Like Jimmy was literally saying, like it put his family in danger because they're probably getting death threats. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. You don't. I don't know. No, that's a really good point. You can't just like throw it out there. I also think, uh, honestly, I have no idea if Jimmy Kimmel was on the island. I think that anyone that was on the island, I don't know. Like you kind of. I'm not going to say you have what's coming to you because that's not nice. But yeah. I was, it's very interesting. I was listening to a lot of podcasts talk about this, and like some of them, I'm not going to name names, but like some of them were literally, I'm like, I guess, kind of defending people that were on the island and being like, you think they were only on the island for one reason? Like, yeah, like they could have been there for like a party. Like that doesn't mean that they were like, yeah, engaging in like weird behavior. And I'm I like, no, it's hard to. Know. I mean, this was all happening for so long. It's hard to know, like. You know, was every person that... Because they're also, like, going off of every person that, you know, was in correspondence with Jeffrey Epstein, like, his friends and stuff like that. It's, like, did everyone know? Is there some people who went to, you know, who did, like, legitimate business deals with him and weren't privy to certain information? Was it only a certain, like, very exclusive group that were privy to that information? Was there some people that, you know, were, you know, obviously people of integrity that he would never have shared that with because they wouldn't want to be associated with him anymore? Like, I don't, I don't know how that works. So it is a little difficult. I do think that if you're flying to the island, I think that's a little sketchy. But does that necessarily mean you did anything wrong? I, I don't know. Um, I just think that 
I think it's a it's a really it's a sad situation. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Um, I'm glad that we're getting some level of truth and that we can, you know, have information shared with us um, because I do think that it it should be public knowledge to kind of know. Um, I don't think people should get away with that at no. all. Um, but anything other than that, it's I don't think we'll ever know like the full truth. You know, I drove by the island via boat. Yeah, that's crazy. When I was in St. John. Wow. Our boat guy was like, that's, that's, what is it called? Little St. James? Hope, hoping you guys weren't on the list. I think it was called <laughs> Little St. <Saint laughs> James. And now it's being turned into a resort. So in a few years, you could say if you have a lot of money. Ew. Like, why would, if you want to stay at that resort, then Yeah, we should look your, into the people that stay that, there. That want to stay there. Like, yeah. if you're like, oh, next vacay, like, I want to go there. I'm like, there's something up with you. That's it not is, normal. It is beautiful waters. I'll give them that. Beautiful There's a lot, waters. a lot of nice sand and clear water and really cool stuff to snorkel. <laughs> but, you know, St. John's across the pond. So maybe just go there instead. Maybe just go there. All right, moving right along. In this next segment, we are extremely excited about. It is our first guest of 2024, which I think we're doing kind of well by having guests on already. The second episode like, of the year. I think we're overachievers. It might be the first time in my life that I feel like an overachiever. Um, we have... Have two men in the studio with us today, two boys. Um, they're entrepreneurs, they are brothers, they're a really fun time. Perhaps their only downside is that they're from Southie. Just kidding. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Welcome to the show to the founders of Selly, John and Tyler. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. Thanks guys. for having us, guys. I appreciate it. I feel like we have just been having so much fun, um, the four of us just like hanging out, talking. And then I was like, wait, we have to, we have a show to record. (laughs) We probably should get to that. That's showbiz. That's showbiz, baby. That happens every time we have guests on. We're like, we're like, wait, we should probably save some of this for the episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's tell the baddies who's in the studio. Who do we have? Who's John? Who's Tyler? Tell us a little bit about yourself. John's wearing the hat. Absolutely. Daddies can't <laughs> see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my name is John Dooley, uh, co-founder of Selly Hard Seltzer. Uh, originally from North Andover, uh, moved to South Boston um, to start this business with my brother Tyler and our dad. Um, how long ago? Maybe a year ago we started. Um, but yeah, big things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, and I'm Tyler Dooley. I'm the older brother, two years older than John. Um, we're two of six kids, actually. What? Yeah. So really big family. Oh, um, okay. Very typical Irish guy. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Love yes. that. <laughs> yes, and as you said, selfie guys. So I've been there for seven years now. Seven years. This is my years. seventh year. It's my seventh year. So I came right year out of college. Do you guys selfie. live together? Mm-hmm. We did for one year. We did for <gasps> How one did year. that go? It was good. It was um, good. I mean, we, we, we have such a close family that I feel like, you know, we're all so close. I don't oh, think yeah. it was that okay. big of a deal. But, I mean, I think, you know, living together and working together, I think, can be a lot for anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm sure that there was periods of times where, you know, he wanted to kill me. I wanted to kill him. But <laughs> at the end of the confirm. day, it was, it was fine. That's so funny because I – so my younger sister, two years younger than me, and we currently live together. Don't you feel like you kind of resort back to your childhood selves where it's like she's screaming at me. She's like, your plates are all over the place. And I'm like, your clothes are all over the place. But then it's like ne- two seconds later, you're like, so you want to like watch TV or something? <laughs> like there is no bad blood with family. 100%. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, any of the tiffs that me and Tyler have ever been in have been like, 
oh, like, ah, oh, yeah, you, you left the dishes out or something yeah. like that. Nothing like too, yeah. like. And then you're over it. Like, yeah. you can just say, like, I feel like with friends, you live with mm-hmm. a friend and you're tiptoeing around each other and, like, you don't want to, you don't want to say the wrong thing because she might be mad and there's, like, tension. I feel like there's no tension when you're living with a sibling. Yeah. You're like, whatever. Well, it was funny because the year that we did live together, um, we actually had a third roommate. One of my best friends, Ty, also named Tyler. So oh, there's two geez. Tylers and John. Oh, wow. That's um, a lot. And uh, so I would love to hear from his perspective oh, what that was like. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're right. You know, as siblings, you don't think anything of it. And, you know, you get into fights. It's over. But what's it like for that third person? The, the, the person who's not part of the family. It's like, are you guys still friends? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, okay. I still live with them today. So, oh, uh, All right. So it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. yeah. No, it was great. So... Let's tell the baddies what is Selly. People are probably like, Selly, Selly what? What is Selly? For those of the baddies that don't know, what is Selly? Yeah, so it's a vodka soda. It's a lightly carbonated vodka soda. We're sitting at 5%, 100 calories, no added sugar, gluten-free. Um, and the brand Selly, how it really came to be is, you know, we wanted to exude positivity in this brand. We wanted it to be a part of all the great times that you guys may have, whether it be, you know, a friend's birthday um, a family reunion, a graduation. We want to be part of those 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 celebrations. I love that because yeah. Sally is short for celebration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So clever. How did you guys come up with that name? Yeah, I mean, we honestly, I mean, me, Tyler, and my dad, we probably had, I don't even know, like six or seven notebooks just chock full of just names. And we just all settled on Sally. We did all, everything, yeah. all roads wow. led back to Sally. There wasn't a, like a second runner up. Honestly, not. A, no. I think it was a distant, like, that. Sally was really the name we all got behind. Like, as soon as we started, like, throwing that out there, we're like, this just kind of makes it sense. Works. You know, That's just amazing. Kind of works. And it, like, you know, it was just matched. meant to be. Yeah. It, it really was. You That's know, when so you just fun. kind of, like, you know, you're naming a child and then you finally <laughs> see the child and it's like, this yeah, is its this name. This is it. <laughs> yeah, <know>? Sally. <laughs> Perfect. I, I've never named a child, but I feel like that's how exactly. Similar process. Yeah. Exactly. Just notepads. We are forgetting that this is a trio. Mm-hmm. We have dad in the picture. We do have dad in the mix. And, dad, and is not, dad is not here. Not dad here. is not here. Dad Unfortunately. Not here. He's probably out selling Sally into liquor stores. Okay. He's, he's an absolute beast when it comes to oh, sales. He, and it's funny gosh. how it all kind of started. Like, so I actually have been in the beverage space for a little bit. Like I own a healthy energy drink company. What, what's that called? That's called Wake Up Water. Ooh, wake so up water. it's like wake yeah, up you, water. you add it to your Is water. It water? Oh. Yeah, so it's a little powder, a little stick pack. You add it to your water, it gives you healthy energy and hydration. Like you know, and just doesn't have any artificial ingredients, no sugar. So I've been in the beverage space for a little bit, and people kind of kept coming up to me saying, like, dude, you got to get in the alcohol space. You know, you you already are in the beverage space. And at the time, I'm living with John, who also wanted to start a company, also wanted to start an alcohol company. And I didn't have like the time or the money to start a second venture. My dad's working a full-time job in sales. Um, And so we kind of like all got together and we're just like, wait, like if we kind of all do this together, we could actually make this work. Wait, I love this. So you're like, okay, I already have this knowledge of, you know, creating things in the, in the beverage space, healthy energy drink. Your dad obviously already has a knack for sales. And, mm-hmm. and then we have John, who's a booze bag. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> how do we just combine the three of these Literally. <laughs> exactly. You hit the nail on the head right there. Can confirm. Yes. Can confirm. <laughs> I, that's amazing. I love that. Um, very cool. So did you, so you have this idea and you want to bring your dad and your brother into it. Was it hard to convince them? 
honestly, no. Because That's kind I of think, amazing. So again, my, my father, you know, had six kids. He did not have the luxury of starting a business while we were growing up because, I mean, as you can imagine, especially in today's age, like it's how expensive it is to raise kids. Oh, like yeah. he didn't have all his money laying around that he could just go out and quit his job and start a company. So he kind of already wanted to do something. But like me, I couldn't go out and start Selly alone. He too couldn't just go out and start Selly alone. So we kind of like all needed each other to be part of it. And that's what made it work. Wait, that's so sweet. I love that. (laughs) What did that look like? Because I remember the moment that I pitched starting a podcast with Shannon. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like the next day I was like, so, like, what are we doing? Like, how are we doing this? How did that, like, where do you even go from, like, conceptualizing the idea to actually, like, putting it in motion and, like, deciding, like, okay, how do we do this? What are the first steps? Like, what did you do once you knew that you wanted to start this? Yeah, so, I, honestly, we started out initially, we, A, we found a beverage uh, formulator for us. A formula? What does that do? Yeah, so, honestly, f- yeah, so they work with us to, essentially, we just basically tell them, hey, listen, we want... XYZ beverage, we want to be sitting at 100%, uh, or excuse me, uh, 100 calories, 5% ABV, uh, no added sugar. We want these flavors. Uh, and sort of, we, we just go back and forth with them. And we went through a billion iterations to perfect this product. So that was really the first step. So are you literally Googling, like, formulator near me? Like, <laughs> like, like how, like, I feel like I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, like, like We knew a few, because like I said, I, I've oh, been you knew in the better few. space okay. for a little bit. Right, so like, okay. I kind of knew like who we kind of wanted to talk to. Okay, and that helps. Was, You're very helpful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's definitely like a good piece of the equation. But yeah, for those people that like don't have that experience, it really is as simple as Google. As Google. As like, Google. Yeah. like yeah. I don't think people like underestimate like how much information is out there. It just requires putting yourself out there, doing a little bit of extra work and just making a list of people that could potentially help you and just calling every single one of them. But and you already had the connection. Exactly. So you just hit okay. them up and we're like, hey. That makes exactly. sense. Okay. Exactly. So going into starting, so you decide that you're going to start the company. You sit down, you know, come up with a business model, everything like that. What are some things going into it? Because obviously there are there are seltzers that are on the market. Mm-hmm. Going into it, what was the thing that you wanted to do to set yourselves apart from other seltzers that were on the market, like initially? Like, yeah, do you yeah, do? yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, I mean, like you guys can see, there's a billion seltzers out there. I mean, backed by billionaires, celebrities, these massive conglomerates, right? And they're just pushing the, uh, these, these products, sort of manhandling the the bar scene and right. um, you know all these liquor store owners and whatnot. And we're coming in as you know, like we've talked about, we're family owned, we're local guys, right. couple of bros, um, yeah, just, yeah, just couple of bros, <laughs> just dudes being dudes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's sort of what we bring to the space is that family owned feel, local yeah. feel. But but also the product sort of speaks speaks for itself. We won best local seltzer, Boston Magazine. Wow. Uh, so not only are we local, family owned. We also have one of the best products out there too. Love so yeah, that. and that's the thing too. Like you bring up a good point. Like there's so many seltzers out there, so finding ways to differentiate your product right. is pretty difficult in this space. So we basically did all we could. So we took a look at what people were saying about the seltzers out there, and they were saying, well, you know, they're really carbonated. So when I mm-hmm. have a few of them at a pregame or at a dinner, I'm I'm pretty bloated. Oh, you know, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. So you're wearing a crop top. I, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say so many girls would come Jeans. up to me and say like, Ugh. look, like you know, I, I have a, you know, I'm wearing a crop top tonight. I have a couple of seltzers and I feel bloated. Now, 99 percent of the time, they look totally fine. That's just <laughs> I know. Their it's head. just something all girls we. I don't yeah. think we, we like totally to understand. say it. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally understandable. <laughs> hey, guys, do it too. You know, we're always you know self conscious, but. You know, I think that was for one. It was, okay, let's lower the carb 
carbonation level. Um, two, a lot of seltzers just put like a, a, a just a standard flavor out there, so they'll put like a lime or a mango. Right. And so we actually decided to put combo flavors in every can. Because what can happen is if you can combine two flavors that work really well with one another, you actually create a better taste profile. It gives more of a complex taste oh. to it. And your palate will actually kind of, you know, be more pleased by the taste of something that is a combination rather than just a standard flavor. So those two things Ooh. were pretty, you know, um, you know, important for us. And then we wanted to kind of be at that 100 calorie marker. We yeah. wanted to be gluten free for all those people out there that want gluten free products and no sugar added. So we use real fruit juice and we do not add you know, any sugar in the products. I love that. Wait, okay. So what you just said now it's my brain is doing somersaults because I'm like, it is so true. Like, why is it that it's like, I want to dip an apple in peanut butter. I don't just want an apple. I don't mm-hmm. want just, just want peanut butter. It's like the combination that I think a lot of us crave. Um, so that makes so much sense. And I also think a big thing, like when I'm looking at your product is the, the real vodka inside. I feel like we went through that era when seltzers first got on the market and it was all malt like malt alcohol. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is that? You know it's, what I mean? You know what it is? It's, it's fermented, it's sugar. fermented sugar. That's what it is. Gross. That's what it I is. always wondered. I was like, malt? Yeah. Like, it Wait, just, so is it, it alcohol or is it literally just sugar? Yeah. It, it's it, sugar it, alcohol. It, it, you know, it becomes alcohol. So, so fermented sugar, you know, that's what they use as their base. And it gives it kind of a syrupy taste. But the reason why everyone was using that is because it's so inexpensive. It's so cheap to make. Right. Ugh. So much cheaper. So what we saw and, you know, some of the larger brands were starting to kind of transition to vodka. And it gives it a much smoother taste profile. Um, tastes cleaner and just tastes like more authentic and like an actual drink. You don't get that syrupy aftertaste. So that's why we wanted to opt for that, that real vodka and also real fruit juice. It's that syrupy aftertaste and that metallic-y feeling. Because yeah. mm-hmm. honestly, we went through that same process where like back in college, we were honestly exclusively drinking like White Claw. Like, that's right. all we drank. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. natural progression to like a high noon and then, you know, we, so I, I feel like those are the natural progressions that we yeah. all went through. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because you and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, Abby, where we were like, there was a period in college where we were drinking like twisted teas and smeared off ices. And when seltzers first came out, it felt like a quote unquote healthier alternative. And now I feel like it is even more so where it's the ingredients are so much more clean, real vodka, real fruit juice, and like no funny business, no added sugar, et cetera. So. And those in that. college right now are so lucky that they didn't have yes. to go through what we did. Like if I had a celly when I was a freshman in college, oh my, I would have saved so many hangovers just from the sugar alone. Oh, what? No, like, I, I literally have a really, it's like a terrifying flashback, like, <laughs> reoccurring dream of slapping the bag in college with Franzia red wine, oh, yeah. red wine. Forget like, about it. Ew, what? And I'm like, do people still do that? Because I want other people to go through that. Like if I had to go through that, I need, <laughs> yeah. you need other people to feel what that feel felt it, like. Feel, pain. feel it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at your party pack. We have blueberry pomegranate, mango pineapple, and black cherry lime. Mango and pineapple are like two of my favorites. So that just happens to be mine. But did you guys, when you were with your formulator and doing all the taste. With your formulator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it calling sounds, them it literally sounds like on. the CIA. <laughs> I know, with your formulator. Were you like, okay, what do you got for me? Or did you know that those were the flavors? And like, did you have any combinations? You're like, oh, this is disgusting. Like, yeah, we came to the I feel like table. that's fun. The taste yeah, test. Yeah, no, it, oh, they were so the fun. The most yeah. fun they were, part about And like, oh, our yeah. fr- we get all of our friends awesome. involved too. So we would just text everyone and be like, hey, samples are coming in Thursday. Like, come over and try them afterwards. Wait, that's fun. And we would line them all up and we would have people drink them and then rank them. 
So we would get a bunch of samples and then uh-huh. they would rank them. And uh-huh. what you do is once you try the product, we would ask for critical feedback. Like, guys, don't be nice to, to us. You know, grill us on this product. Like, what can we do better? Because you don't want people just saying, oh, no, that tastes great. And then you put the product out yeah. there and it's not. Right. So we came to the table. Um, we had a bunch of flavors that we had in mind. I think we came with like six or seven um, to start out with. And blueberry pomegranate was one of the first ones we wanted to start with. I love that. That actually happens to be our top selling flavor. People love that one. Um, we referenced the Boston Magazine. That's actually specifically the flavor they rated as the best seltzer. Wow, wow. It's really smooth. It's great. Um, and then our mindset was, well, like Black Cherry is super popular with like White Claw and all these other brands. Um, let's add a little twist to it, add a little mm-hmm. lime in there. And then the mango pineapple was just like a great tasting combo that is fun. and Tropical. Just, just, exactly, tropical and Love. just kind of fit. Um, but we did have some flavors that like the combination we thought in our head would be so good. And then we tried them, and they were so bad. So bad. They were so, so bad. I remember one in particular was, like, yeah. so bad. I don't even know if we want to say the, yeah. the flavoring combination. Because you but would think it would be so good. <laughs> yeah, and then we tried it, and we're like, this is was, did it, Was there, like, a banana in it? There was no banana. No. Okay, because no I feel like banana is, like, really dicey. Yeah, like, yeah, it like, could be really good or, or really, bad. really bad. Like, artificial yeah. banana is tough. Yeah, yeah, it can be tough. It's, it's Yeah, I agree with that. I want to be in the next taste test. You guys I know. I'm, like, literally thinking now. I'm like, wait, I wish... I wish I was friends with you guys. But like. is that is that like I feel like obviously I know nothing about starting a business, never mind an alcohol brand, but I could see how like looping in so many people and getting so much feedback can be like overwhelming. Like did you ever have a bunch of people say like, oh no, I don't like this, but you guys felt confident in that flavor or that decision and you're like, well, we're going to do it anyways. Like I feel like that can be so hard with so many opinions. Yeah, honestly – I mean, you hit you hit it right on the head. I mean, we went through so many iterations of these three flavors specifically, and we've had so many people say, oh, no, it's actually, like, too carbonated. Oh, it's oh. too little carbonated. You know what I mean? So we've had so many of those, and it was, so, it was really hard for me and Tyler to really sit down and be like, all right, you know, who's val- who's, whose opinion do we actually, you know, like... Right. Because you, right. you can't please everybody. Exactly. So you basically yeah. want to get to a spot where, like, the consensus is it's a really good product. Yeah. And, right. you know, there's an overwhelming majority of people saying, like, it's good to go. Um, right. And I think you have to obsess over that because when you're coming out with a product, the number one thing, you can have all the money in the world, you can have all the marketing in the world, you can have the right celebrity involved. But if your product is not, like, phenomenal, it's not going to work. So, so there's been so many celebrity-backed brands. There's been so many brands that the largest you know, businesses in the world try to come out with and it doesn't work because the product isn't there yet. Yeah. So you have to like obsess over that. And we're always, I mean, we're still looking for ways to improve things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I feel like this even expands past the, the beverage market with anything you're doing. I think, um, you know, especially if you're not already a, a celebrity or someone that has, you know, 17 million, you know, TikTok followers mm-hmm. or something. You know, I look at, like, the Kardashians, if they try a business out and they don't have a good product, well, they can just start another one or pivot. Like, I think for most of us, like, the regular person out there, it's like you really have to make sure you feel so confident in your products that you can, A, confidently sell it, but, B, like, the product kind of needs to speak for itself. You need people to come back and give it another Absolutely. shot. Absolutely. From a practical, you know, uh, business standpoint, it's it's two things. It's if your product's phenomenal. What's going to happen is, like you said, people are going to come back and buy again. Mm-hmm. What they're also going to do is tell their friends. And that is the best form of marketing. Yes. It's the least expensive, but it's the most powerful. You'll never believe in an advertisement more than you'll believe in the words of your friend or family Absolutely. member. So if somebody comes so to you and said, I had this product, it was unbelievable, you're going to try it. So. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So, you guys, you formulate the product. You feel confident about what you have. Where where do you go from there? How do you get 
um, seltzers, into into bars, into liquor stores? Like, what does that process look like? And is it, is it harder than you would think or is it easier than you would think? Yeah. Do you want me to take that one? Yeah. 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 Why not? So, um, well, first of all, in the alcohol space, um, after Prohibition, um, alcohol brands were forced to go through uh, third-party distributors to distribute their products. Okay. So we're talking 1920s. Yeah, we're talking 1920s. <laughs> we're talking 1920s here. Um, but yeah, yeah, we have to go through a distributor. Uh, and then from there, being a small brand, a lot of it is just groundwork. A lot of it's just knocking on doors. It's very relationship-driven. Um, and a lot of people have been responding well just to our overall brand, wow, just it being that. local, family-owned. And you need to always present value uh, to these people as well mm. because... These liquor store owners, these bar owners, they're so willing to help out a local small brand. However, you need, you need to sort of like give back a little bit with tastings, with merch, right. anything like that, or anything to really help sell through at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of knocking, knocking on doors, though. Okay, so put it, <laughs> yeah. you have to put, be willing to put in the work. Yeah, but yeah. people don't realize, like, you know, with this three-tier system, like, we can't just, like, go sell product to a store. Like, we really do have to go through distributors. Oh. So. You know, what happens is we basically sell, you know, get the store to want to buy us and then they have to order through a distributor. Oh, Um, okay. So, and and it's funny because like, you know, we're available all throughout Boston, the North Shore and New Hampshire. Okay. And each of those territories is a different distributor. So like when we're selling in the Boston area, we need to go through one company. We go to North Shore. It's another company, New Hampshire. It's a different company. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of like, you know, legal mumbo jumbo, but like you have to do, you have to follow it. Right. No, and that's awesome that at this point you guys are in all of the major, it sounds like, liquor stores in all of those mm-hmm. places, which which is great. Um, and I feel like such a such a success. There is something about the – I do have some Boston pride when I think about that because I do think we live in a city where there are so many businesses that are willing to help out. Like you said, like a local, family-owned, small business. I do think we kind of support each other in that regard. Oh, so absolutely. it is pretty cool. Yeah, Boston is very communal in that sense. Everyone's yeah. so tight-knit. It's a smaller city than a lot of people that are outside of Boston, you know, see. You know what I mean? We're, we're no New York. We're no Miami right. in terms of population. But I don't know. I would argue that we're a lot more tight-knit, you yeah. know? So that definitely adds to our advantage. Yeah, the so. community. <laughs> yeah. Going back in time, so you said about a year or so mm-hmm. you guys started. Yep. When, at what point were you like, okay, we're going to put our everything into Sally. Like, did you guys have nine to five jobs that you're like, all right, I'm out. Like, what did that look like transitioning to full time Sally? Yeah. So I was in tech sales for about two years uh, here in Boston. Um, I had, I'd quit my job like maybe, I don't know, maybe like five months prior, honestly. And I was thinking about starting my own business from there. However, you know, Tyler and my father kind of presented this opportunity to start this business, Sally here. And I was like, why the heck not? You know, this wow. is my passion. Beverage has, you know, been a passion of mine. And I've seen Tyler uh, grow uh, Wake Up Water to where it is today. Um, and, you know, it's been really inspirational. I've wanted to, you know, sort of, you know, piggyback and also help Tyler uh, expand Wake Up Water with, you know, Selly as well. So doing whatever I can to, yeah. to, to help so this brand. So Wake Up Water your full-time job before yeah, Sally? Uh, yeah, and I'm 100% just super- owner of Wake Up Water. And I've grown that, um, you know, to a, to the point where, like, you know, I have team under me and, you know, it's a little bit further along than Selly is, but, you know, I didn't have, um, you know, all the time in the world to start another business. And that's why, you know, we kind of all got together, but yeah, my full-time 
job was growing wake up water, That's and amazing. now it's grown both. <laughs> so. Wow, and it, I love how beautifully they go together. Sally at yeah. night, you wake up in the yeah, morning, exactly. and it's like, hey, we have a solution for that. <laughs> yeah, have some wake up water. I know. It's I so need good. like a midday drink. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you guys like, That's the next. Thing. You guys come out with a tea. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon tea. Afternoon tea. <laughs> um, no, that's that's so awesome. I love I love that. Um, very cool. So you guys, both of you and your dad, clearly have this entrepreneurial mindset, and so many people do not have that, right? Has that been in you guys since you were little? Have you always kind of had this idea of you know starting your own thing? Like, where did that kind of come from? Yeah, I think we absolutely always had that. I mean, I was the kid who I would sell anything growing yeah. up. So like, I do you remember, lemonade stand. Do you, oh my god, lemonade stands. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I would sell oh, yeah. you know Matchbox cars. I don't know if you guys remember those like you know erasers you'd put on your pencils that like mm-hmm. were different shapes. You get like a football. You yeah. get like a car. I'd bring a box of those, sell them at lunchtime. At lunchtime. <laughs> um, I, I was selling that. cards on the bus. I was doing all that stuff. And then you know I just always knew I. I wanted to start my own business. Like that was always something I wanted to do. That's so but cool. it is kind of funny though because I feel like I've always wanted to do that and that's fine. But I also feel like nowadays it's so put on a pedestal that it's almost like if you don't want to do that or that's not in you, people almost like kind of frown upon that. Yeah. And like I don't really get that because I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a normal job. Like yeah. I don't know why when that happened, but like now it's like people like demonize like having like a nine to five job. That's so funny you say that because Shane and I were just talking about how we need to make that a topic yeah. on a future podcast episode because there is there has been a shift in society oh, where yeah, it's like yeah. we have a nine to five job like you're That's not weird. an influencer oh you don't have your own business you don't work for yourself yeah. like what are you doing with your life and it's like nine to five is what makes the world go 100%. round like yeah and, and if you can find I mean I think the best thing in the world is if you can find something that you can pay the bills, make some money, and you're passionate about getting up every day doing, that's the most important thing. Yes. That so is, if that is yeah, being an influencer, go for it. If that's yeah. starting a business, go for yes. it. But if you're really happy working for a company and you, you know, serve a great role within that organization and it pays you well, you have good benefits, you, you know, enjoy the people you work with, there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I know. Someone has to do it. I do yeah. think <laughs> that there is there it, not to get too far off track, but I do think this is really fascinating because I think during the pandemic and then with the rise of, um, you know, I think like TikTok, like social media, all this stuff, influencers, um, so many people who decided to either leave their companies or, um, you know, work fully remote during the pandemic and they had maybe a little bit more free time. I think so many people realized that they had these passions to, you know, go out on a limb and start a new business. I mean, that's when we started our podcast. It was during yeah. the pandemic, right? Because all of a sudden we weren't in the office and we had some time after work to sit down and conceptualize the podcast. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Without that, I don't know if we ever would have had the time to think about starting the podcast. So I do think a lot of great ideas were born during that time out of people. But I also think sometimes, you know, in society, we go so far the other direction where now it's like, if you didn't do that, what's (laughs) wrong with you? And it's like, I think ultimately it's like, no, 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 no. Like, go with what what you're passionate about. If you love what you do every day, awesome. If you have a passion for starting something, great. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a, you know, lifestyle blogger and travel the world, awesome. You don't have to do any of those things. Exactly. And I think so many people are influenced by like social media nowadays. And we've all seen those reels of, you know, people on the beach with their laptop, just plugging away. Hey, we make six (laughs) figures doing XYZ. Four hour work week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, like entrepreneurship does not work like that in the slightest. You know, I mean, everyone's always like demonizing the nine to five, but the the reality of it is... You know, with Tyler, with Wake Up Water and Selly, me with Selly, we're work, we're working twenty four seven. Yeah, the, the gears are not. Are it's not it's never over, you know? right? It's never. Yeah. Over. What do you guys feel like you've been through where you're like, wow, this is a lot of work? 
yeah. with starting the company. I would say the one thing that jumps out to How me much time is, you guys have? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> there's so many day-to-day stuff. But there was one time where um, when I was launching Wake Up Water, I had this like – I was down at the facility in Maryland doing a production run. And I was actually launching uh, in a big festival the next day, like introducing the product. And I'm already signed up for it. So I go down there on like a Wednesday. The festival's a Saturday morning. I have plenty of time to get the product up there. Huge issue on the manufacturing side of things. Products are getting made incorrectly. Terrible issues. Um, gets to Thursday, we're still having issues. Gets to Friday, still have the issues. And at that time, the freight company couldn't pick up the product anymore and deliver for Saturday. So I just like go down the street. I rent a U-Haul. I load up a bunch of product. Mm-hmm. And I just start driving back to Boston from Maryland. Oh, um, my geez. And then it gets so bad. I'm literally driving this U-Haul on the highway. I'm like kind of getting towards like the New York area. And I start seeing signs that like, you know, trucks can't continue on this way. There's low bridge. No. So I'm like, so oh, shoot, bad. I got to pull over and like figure out how to get home. Oh, so I pull over. I go to grab my phone. Phone dies. No. There's no charger no. in the U-Haul. No. So I can't even plug my phone in. So I look over. I see like my laptop. So I power my laptop on, plug my phone into that, and I call my dad. He's trying to walk me through it. Not super helpful. <laughs> call, <laughs> I call my friend Matt. And this is like, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning at this point. Uh-oh. Festival starts at 8. So I literally call Matt, and Matt's literally like, guiding me all throughout the way to get home. Um, and I finally get home. I like get home at like 530 I park on the streets of South Boston, get back to my apartment, lay on the couch for like an hour and a half, start the festival the next day, launching the product. Oh. You got to put on this face. Happy yeah. face. Yeah. So that was like the biggest, like, oh my God, is this what I'm in for? Yeah. Wow. But then you get on the other side of it and you're like, that's a great story. It's rewarding. <laughs> you know? But what you just said right there, I think is why when you start anything that's of your own, I think you have to ask yourself the question, am I willing to be there you know, in, in power through the hard times. Then we talk about this with, you know, starting a podcast where we're like, hey, we think that everyone has something to say, but when you're deciding to start a podcast, are you doing it because you're like, oh, a podcast would be a really cool thing to tell people about? Or is it because you're like, no, I am willing to show up every single week with, you know, ideas, value to add to people. I feel like I have something to say. I know what I want to say. Um, I feel like it's the same thing with starting a, a business where, you're like, okay, it's it's really, you know, the, the glamorous idea of sitting in Fiji on your laptop <laughs> yes. and like drop shipping sounds great. <laughs> yeah. But like, are you also gonna be there when you've been up for 36 hours and like there is no oh, one other than you to get something due and you have to just like keep powering through and like mm-hmm. talk to customers and make it happen? Exactly. Those difficult times, I feel like 100%. you have to ask yourself, am I really gonna do it? Right. Or am I just gonna give up in and that, that moment? Yeah, and that's why I'd always say pick something that you like are really passionate about doing. Right. Exactly. Don't just chase like the next dollar, don't chase the fad, the trend. And like find something you love doing every day and then build a business around that. Because, I mean, nowadays you really can build a business around most things. Yeah. Um, so find something you're really passionate about because you're right. Like you need to have that passion every day because nobody's getting you out of bed in the morning. Nobody's keeping you up at night except for yourself. But if you love what you're doing, you can kind of go back to that why. Exactly. And that can be the thing that kind of gets you gets you through those times. No matter what business, no matter what venture you're going into, whether it be podcast, whether it be beverage, there's always going to be peaks and valleys no matter what you're doing. And in order to get out of the, the valley, you need to be enthused. You need to be passionate about what you're doing right. at the end of the day. Because you need to you need to get yourself out of that. Yeah, like no one exactly. else is doing that for Nobody's you. Nobody's going to save you. Nobody's going to get you out of bed. Nobody's going to get you to you know start this podcast. Nobody's going to get you to you know move more cases of Sally. You just got to do it on your own, and that's why it's so important to pick something you love and that can get you out of bed. Wow. Yeah. That's so true. Do you think yeah. this mindset that we've been talking about is something that people can learn, or do you think it's something you're born with? Because I'm. You know, me personally, like, I would love, like, I'm I'm happy with my job. I love my job. 
would I love to work for myself one day? Absolutely. But I don't even know where I would begin to even have that mindset. And it's not something I've always wanted to do. I feel like it wasn't until I got older that I was like, oh no, like you can be your own boss and you can make your own money. And like, you don't need um, corporate America, but it's not something that I like dream about or anything. So is that something that you think like similar to your story, like you guys have always wanted to do this. Like, is there hope for someone like me <laughs> or I think so? Absolutely. I mean, I think some people are absolutely born with it, but I think some people kind of just kind of become, you know, more interested in that stuff. And it is something that kind of develops over time. Um, and what I will say is like some of the, you know, most successful people I know, like didn't like, you know, from the time they were born say, oh, I'm going to start this business. They just kind of lived their life. And at some point they either got sick of working their job. They realized that they had, there was a huge problem they could, they helped solve with their, with a business idea, or they said, okay, I can kind of take my job, what I'm doing now and kind of almost do that as like an independent contractor at work. And that's how the business started. So I think it, it can absolutely, um, you know, be something that develops. But I think you're kind of already showing the right signs of like, you know, you went out and started this podcast. Like that takes initiative. Right. That takes a little bit of, you know, passion and, and the ability to actually problem solve and get things done. Like learning how to record these things, making a logo, how to build an Instagram following, get people to listen to your podcast. Like those are, I mean, that is a business in a sense. So you're kind of already doing a lot of the things that you would have to do anyway. Yeah. I've been thinking long and hard about what I can invent to become a billionaire. There I'm like, I'm going to be on Shark Tank one day. Yeah. You just wait. Amazing. I don't know what it's going to be, but one it's going to be just, something. Like, turn on the TV and you're just, you're pitching to the yeah. sharks. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say though, I do, I've always kind of felt this in my soul and this might not be the right thing to say, but I think that hustle is, I don't know if it can be taught. I think, because I was very interested when you started talking, like, oh, hey, when I was little, I was doing this on the playground. I was selling, like, I feel That's like it's hustle. very yeah. often I hear stories like that of successful entrepreneurs where they're like, yeah, I can remember when I was five years old and I was always thinking, <laughs> like, how do I, like, turn this around and make money from it? I do think that that, like, hustle mindset as well as um, having discipline, I do think are two things where I think you can develop it if you if you work at it, but I, again, I think that working at it in general is that hustle. I think some people have that in them. It might be able to come later in life. Yeah, but no, that's, that's true. I think, I, I think the hustle and like, you know, determinations, yeah. I think a, 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 you know, character trait, I really do think that's something you either have or you kind of don't, but I think like the ability to go start a business, I think you can kind of develop a little bit, but I think you're right. I think like a lot of what's inside of you is inside of you. And, yeah. you know, as much as you want to change, like sometimes it's just like not who you are. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's good to know your strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I think back, I think about my mom and my mom and my dad have their own business now. My dad was always in the business world, like since he graduated college, but my mom, she, you know, wasn't a, you know, she wasn't in the business world, wasn't a business owner or anything like that. But I see her now and she's just like this, like saleswoman, hustler, grinder. Like she's like up at 3am answering emails oh, awesome. all the time. And, but then I think back and it's like, even when my mom was in her like early twenties and she was living in Boston, she was trying to be a hairdresser. She was working like three jobs. She'd go to like hairdressing school and she'd leave and she'd work another job and she'd get back, take the tea back at 1am, go to sleep for three hours, wake up. So it's like, she always had that in her, even if it. she wasn't doing something with it at the time, you know? Yeah, so. no, that's true. And and you can find like, you know, your mom and, and dad doing that now, like you can find someone to compliment your skill sets. Like if you do lack something, like say, you know, you're really passionate and you're great at marketing and sales, but like you just have a little bit of, you know, lacking, you know, uh, like financial ability. Like you don't, you don't do accounting well. You don't know how the finances of the business or operations. You could always find a co-partner that can, so true. you know, help with those things and plug in the gaps exactly. where, you know, you need it. 
that's such a good point. Yeah, I think Shannon and I have been lucky to find each other. I feel like we complement each other really well. Like she is the saleswoman. She could literally talk to anyone about anything for however long. And I'm like, I will not speak on this spoken but you, to. But like, you are so organized. And yeah. without you, I would be like wandering around aimlessly, like yeah. having no idea where I should be I going. So, yeah, see, that's perfect. Yeah. When you can find that, so that, that combo is, is deadly. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so cool. So wait, before we kind of finish up, I want to, I'm curious to know, first off, what bars in Boston are you guys in? Because that's what yes. I want to know. I want to know what bar I can stroll into and get me a celly. Yes, right down the street here, Greatest Bar, a great partner with us, uh, Loco, most recently, uh, Hunters in South Boston as well. I love Hunters. Honestly, one of my favorite spots in Boston, just period. Even like before even taking on Selly, I mean, a a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night at Hunters. Unbelievable. Love that. Yeah, we're like big live music fans too. Suckers um, for live music. So like yeah. shout out like Pat Dowling. That, that, that's my guy. Like oh, he loves Pat Dowling. He's awesome. <laughs> and you know, I've gone out on Mondays, Sunday nights, Tuesdays to to see him. And it's like, well, like all our friends will text me like, hey, Pat Dowling at Hunters tonight. Pat yeah. Dowling at the point. He must be good Hunters. if you're going out on a Monday. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. But so many but now times it's people funny. will end up there at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh. And it, now it's funny because it's like now it's I'm kind of going out for work as well. Because it's like we go to Hunters, like Sally's there, so now I'm promoting as well. So now it just justifies my like you know that's a write-off right degenerate <laughs> it's behavior a it's a exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly exactly it's a it's a work trip you're not going to the bar exactly. you're, working. you're working you're working you have we're to making work deals happen we're making deals happen no <laughs> and it is true and we literally like there are bars i will go to because they carry you know mm-hmm. certain types of seltzers so we will be going to those bars for the sellies oh, I and that. i feel like that is such an advantage you guys have because you guys are local to boston so i feel like what you said about, you know, the most important thing is getting the product into people's hands for them to love it, right? So I'm assuming you guys are going to these bars and you guys are ordering the sellies and you're like, wait, this is so weird. This is this tastes really good. Like <laughs> pretending like you don't know what it is. That's what I would do. At least. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> getting people excited about it. And like now the bar staff is is just so awesome because everyone that works in hospitality, like especially in South Boston, like they all kind of know each other. They're all great people. They've been super supportive. Um, so now that we've been there so much, like they, you know, know that we're trying as hard as we can and they're doing everything they can to help too. So they've been awesome, awesome partners. The Southie community isn't mad about your most recent TikTok that went viral. <laughs> the Southie guys video, yes. Yeah, the yes. infamous Southie guys um, video. I feel like most people aren't, but you're always going to have some people that are a little impressed yeah. about it. It's the, the people who are impressed are the ones who literally speak that way yeah. too. If you guys want any entertainment, just look us up on IG and just scroll through the comments. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, you just. could <laughs> scroll for days. It is yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. No, I love that. By the way, where can we find you guys on Instagram? Where can we find you on TikTok? Like, plug your social medias. Yeah, so my personal is just underscore John Dooley. Um, and then, of course, Selly is just at Drink Selly. Yeah, Selly. and then I'm just Tyler Dooley underscore. But, you know, we post, we try to post a lot. We try to get the content out there. Um, need more people to know about Selly and, yeah. and want to kind of keep building this brand into something special here in Boston. So, um, you know, please give us a follow and, you know, we'll uh, do the best to entertain you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I guess, uh, like, last question for me. So you guys just started this within the past year. And I have to say, it, it is really inspiring to see. I just feel like how, how far you've come, how much you've accomplished in just a year. And I feel like everyone listening to this, it is what a difference a year make makes is such a I feel like popular thing a lot of us say, but it is so true. So you could be waking up today deciding, hey, do I wanna I wanna start something? Are people gonna like it? How long is it gonna take me? And I just think it's cool because obviously there's so much further that Selly has to go. But looking back from it being conceptualized a year ago, you guys have already done so much. So it's really cool when you guys look 
five years in the future? Like, what do you see? What are you dreaming that you're like, wow, if we woke up and this was the case, we'd feel really good. I want Sally to be the go-to seltzer in all of Boston. Yep. I want I want Sally to be synonymous with drinking in South Boston. And I want, in Boston in general, I want it to be kind of synonymous with seltzers in general. So I, I want that to be the go-to. That's my uh, thought at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sally just needs to be everywhere, including here at the TD Garden, of yeah. course. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our end goal here is just to become, you know, Boston's go-to hard seltzer. At the yeah, end of the day. I like the official po- partner of Boston. Yeah, I like I love that. Exactly. I, I love think it. the baddies can make that happen. Yeah, yeah well, baddies. Let's make it happen. Baddies. Let's go. We got to turn up with the baddies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baddies, if you're listening and you are out with us, Sally, tag Sally and tag us. We want to see it and we'll repost you and maybe we'll we'll send you a drinks after work sweatshirt. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Speaking of the baddies, um, what are you guys, single and relationships, what's the deal there? Both wiped up. Both, yeah, well, okay. Both, both, okay. Both wiped yeah. up. Okay, yeah. so maybe just follow the professional <laughs> yeah. account. <laughs> yeah, we take back the personal. Yeah, yeah don't get me yeah, in trouble. Don't, <laughs> don't get me in trouble, guys. <laughs> oh. Do not need any more problems. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Love it. All right, well, thank you both so much for coming on. No, this was so guys. much fun. This was awesome. You guys are both awesome and it's so much fun chopping it up with you guys yeah. yeah well if you guys live in the boston area head over to it sounds like hunters I, i'm pretty sure we're just gonna see the two of them anytime you go to hunters you guys are just on a there. monday night <laughs> monday night tuesday night, yeah. any night um head over to any of the bars that they sell sully um get it at your local liquor stores i think you guys are in like happy's right yeah cappy's total wine awesome. uh gordon's uh blanchard's pretty much all the small local yeah you know, liquor stores as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. And thank you guys so much for sharing your story. And also, I think even more importantly, sharing your mindset. I think it's so refreshing to have people that have this mindset of like, you know what, if you dream something, go out there, make it happen. Um, and just like take the action. So I love it. Thank you guys for coming on the show. And if you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork, no underscore. And if you are a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, looking for fun things to do, join our private Facebook group. There's over 8,000 Boston girls looking to be your friend. It's linked in our IG IG bio. Just click on that hoopy link and become a Boston baddie today. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye.